0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Overseas Famous Podcast. I am Kevin Owens, sponsored, of course, by Loop Mogul, uh, the only sports metaverse where you can interact with athletes. We are joined today, Jared Nickens. Jared played at Maryland, played prof- plays professionally now in Canada. Uh, has had a, a wonderful career, and also not just on the court success, but off the court as well. As he's uh, a fun fun teammate. He's also super into fashion and we're going to get into all that today on uh, the show. So Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Overseas Famous Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate it. So let's get into the one, we talked a little bit about this just a few minutes ago, just that one underrated thing with professional basketball, which is having a teammate, especially like an import when you're playing in a different country, having that import that is a fun person that makes the team laugh that makes you laugh. That is an underestimated thing because trust me, I've gone to places and teammates are just there, and they don't say anything and you're just like this sucks and you're trying to be, you know, make it lively. But you have that ability. Uh, just, you know, the stuff that you put out and uh, on social media, you know, even during your Maryland days you have that ability to be that fun teammate. Uh, so. How does that transition? Like, how do you make that funness transition when you go to another country? Uh, I think a big part of that, um, especially playing in
1: Canada, is uh, if I remember correctly, you're allowed to have up to five American players. Mm -hmm. Um, And then five or six Canadian players. So I know, like in Europe and stuff, it's usually like maybe one American, two Americans, maybe three tops. Um, so fortunate enough for me, when I went over there, there was already people kind of with similar backgrounds, um, similar college experiences. So we were able to just connect right away. And then also being in Canada, they're not too different. Canadians aren't really too different from Americans. So it was kind of easy to to um, blend in, if that makes sense, and just kind of be who I was um, and like I said I had other teammates that were kind of just basically uh, coming in with the same energy as me as well so it was just kind of uh, it was just like a perfect uh, perfect match I guess you could say.
0: I love the just playing different places like I know I played in Australia and I know guys who played in England they said the same thing you deal with the accent but it's very similar to America. Canada though that's like you know it's not as far of a trip I mean going to Australia it's uh-huh. like a day trip going to Canada yeah. it's not that bad so the Canadian mm-hmm. basketball you know everything's growing really a, a whole lot there and the talent is just picking up and you are kind of one of those people who's really helping grow Canada basketball because it's I've heard so many good things about it that you know the talent level and how it's really picking up uh, how would you compare that atmosphere to that of, like, the NBA?
1: Um, well, definitely there's no league like the NBA. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the best it gets. But as far as um, Canada, it's very competitive, you know, because it's like the, the Canadian guys have a chip on their shoulder when they're playing against American players. And then you got the American players who don't want to let – you know what I'm saying, let those guys come in and just walk all over us, you know what I'm saying, so the competitive nature in Canada is definitely up to par um, and the talent is growing year by year, you know it's uh, it was a small league, it's still uh, fairly small, but as far as recognition goes, a lot of people are starting to hear more and more about it um, but it is, it's a good league you know, it's a league where you go, you get better um, a lot of the teams let you be who you are as a player, <clears throat> I know like a lot of times growing up, you may have May play a certain way, and then you get to college, and then you have to play in a system, and your game may change for four or five years, or however long you're there. Um, so then like when you get to Canada, you can kind of get back to who you were as a player and find yourself and leverage it to get better um, jobs elsewhere later on in your career so
0: That is a very underrated aspect of uh playing in a league where a team lets you be you because I know a lot of places in Europe where it's like, okay, they'll try to change your whole game, uh, make you play a completely different style. And, you know, you signed me for a reason and now you want me to be someone else. Like it doesn't really make sense. So Canada allowing those, you know, players to, to be themselves, is just incredible. And that's what I've heard all these good things about, you know, the Canadian league and why it's really growing. I think about like the, the Steve Nash, I know there's other famous canadian players like nick stauskas is canadian steve nash um again andrew wiggins, wiggins yeah so it's really it's who, who's who's the other big time canadian guys those are like the three that i know offhand i
1: mean anthony bennett went number
0: one. Oh, that's right
1: anthony bennett there's dylan brooks um, uh-huh I know there's plenty more that I can. I know I'm missing a few. Uh, Kelly yeah. Olenek, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you said Nick Stauskas. Yeah. Um, there's a few. Uh, what's the name on the Grizzlies too? He's from Vancouver. Though. Um, he went to Gonzaga. Oh. Um, Run that Draymond uh, fouled him. He fouled him. They gave him the yeah. flagrant. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it, there's more. There's more, but I can't remember. But <laughs> I think I'm struggling to remember because there's a, a lot of Canadians that I played against just from AAU to college. And then obviously the standouts made it to the NBA, but mm-hmm. you can't just like single the other guys out that like put in work like, from big- high school and stuff like that. Like Tyler Ennis is another guy because he played in Germany. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, As I'm saying, he was as best as it gets at the point guard spot. So um, there's a lot of Canadian players, though. I just can't think of them right now. But there's a lot that have made a great name for themselves. And it's getting better and better.
0: I think, like, even expansion-wise in the NBA, they always talk about, like, how they can grow it. They were talking about putting teams in, like, China. I'm like, whoa, that's that's a little crazy. But, like, you know, you have... A bunch of other canadian cities right there that probably could handle i mean vancouver had a team for a while but like there's other cities where they could definitely handle it uh so it'd be great to kind of see an expansion in canada considering how talented you know that this this league is and how talented the canadian players are
1: i also are, feel like toronto in itself toronto i feel like is the one city in canada that's <clears throat> is different in many ways just because it's in a different country but it's not really too far off from like a New York or a a Washington DC or something like that. Um, As far as just like basketball and talent, like I know hockey is like the main thing in Canada, but (laughs) coming up, like the Raptors have helped with basketball culture and things like that. So I just feel like now it's it's at a point where the talent is, if not better, just as good than some of these places in America, you know, like I mean, Mm it's going to be very competitive. Um, players should walk around and think they're the best wherever they're from. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when I'm just looking now from the outside looking in, it's like, like I said, Toronto's really no different than growing up in Jersey or growing up in New York playing basketball. You're like you're gonna play your whole life. Like CIA bounce was one of the best teams in the UIVL for a little while. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but the talent, what it is though, I think a lot of the talented players from Canada end up coming to America, so you know they don't really stay out there. So it's like at that point they're going to american colleges they're going to the nba they're playing in europe or wherever the case may be because canada as far as like taking care of you financially it's not going to compete with an nba or a g league or a euro league or things like that or australia you know what i'm saying so it's really just to get better and, to, and just to move on so like in that process you come across those guys that are talented that you may have never heard of before, you know, because they're hungry and starving and trying to get a better job. So, like, the overall aspect of Canada, period, and basketball, I think it's very, like, they fly under the radar. But I think, like, it's one of those things, like, if you know, like, you you know, kind of, like, if you play <laughs> and around them, you know that they they hold their own for sure.
0: So I always think about, I mean, you're a Jersey guy. I always, when I went up to, you know, up to Vermont and then I went to Canada for a little bit, I was there in the summer, but then I had a friend who's up there during the winter and he's like, Yeah, it's a different, it's a different ball game. And I feel like I'm used to my Jersey weather now. It's like, you know, the winter sometimes it gets cold, sometimes it get you know, it gets real hot, but but that climate where you're up there and it's you know the dead of the winter, it's kinda like, does that ever get old? Well, I mean
1: being on the East Coast my whole life. I want to say I was used to it. It was a little colder. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, yeah, I'm used to that growing up in Jersey. It's been cold. I've had the snowstorms and you can't go to school because you can't get outside because the snow is covering the door. I like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? winters are so whatever. And I'm a winter baby too. So uh, okay. I'm used to it. So my first year out there, I played in um, St. John's, Newfoundland. That, that It was pretty cold out there because I was as far east. Um, on the continent as you can go, like I was the most eastern point. So I was like two miles from where the Titanic happened. I was kind of closer to Europe in a sense than I was to America. Um, wow. But like out there, it was really cold. Not like, gonna lie, and it snowed <laughs> like every like once a week or so. It's crazy. But when it got towards the end of the season, like May, we came home around May, early June.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was it was it was kind of nice out there. It wasn't as nice as it was out here. Yeah, just
0: because
1: I'm not by an ocean, you know what I'm saying. So (laughs) a lot colder. But Canada, period, it definitely gets cold. It gets cold a lot. But then my second year, I played um, Kitchener Waterloo, which is like an hour outside of Toronto. That was more like America. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just very. There like there was three college campuses uh, right where I stayed at. Like it just felt kind of like I was just
0: like in michigan or something like that <laughs> are you a? are you like a are you like a prank guy at all like do you like to mess with your teammates are you a guy that would like you know throw some shit out there and just be like all right let's see let's see how this goes i wouldn't say i do
1: pranks because i know i wouldn't like to get pranked but <laughs> i joke a lot you know i like to laugh at. If
0: something's funny, I'm gonna laugh. I'm not gonna hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had an encounter with someone who just like because I feel like I had a similar personality to you? Like if something's funny, I'm I'm laughing at it. Even if it's like, you know, you're in a in a practice or something, you're like, What the fuck are you doing, dude? And you start laughing and that guy gets all, you know, someone might get offended. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, all right, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke.
1: Uh yeah. But no, because I feel like people who know me understand my humor. So it's like if they know I'm laughing or something, they're looking at it just like, yo, this guy is goofy. Like, he plays too much. Like, they'll probably, like, before they get mad at me, they'll probably just say, yo, you play too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it would escalate to where I have to defend myself and say, yo, it's just a joke, you know? Yeah. So, nah. I mean, maybe once or twice just because, you know, some people may be, you know what I'm saying, in the locker room there's a bunch of different emotions, so you might catch someone on the wrong. But like I said, most of my teammates know, like they know me for who I am. So it's never, ever really escalated to anything like that. If anything, it's just been a heavy, heavy joke session where like verbally it might get a little, you know what I'm saying? A little (laughs) out of hand.
0: Nothing too crazy. There's a guy I play with in in the D League, I guess the G League now, and he he was, he's a Puerto Rican guy, he was 7'2", and, like, his name is Peter Ramos, and he was, like, you know, 7'2", like, the big head, the huge hands, like, he, he had, he had like, they almost, like, looked, like, kind of giant, like, the gigantism, but he just had, like, huge features, and, like, you know, he was, like, real, real, he, like, played it real, real cool, so he, but, like, you know, he has these giant hands and stuff, so, we would fuck with him every once in a while and he would get so mad because like he didn't want to be joked with but you're like peter like you you know you're fucking with us and then you know we start doing so i remember he he got heated at my boy seth and like they were about to come to blows just because he was just like shut up or like something so simple i'm like dude so some guys definitely get get a little heated in that situation but man peter man peter he was uh, he was good. He was very talented, but he didn't not want to be played. Plus, he would, got signed by the Wizards, so he was probably fucking pissed that he was down in the D league because he got sent down to develop, and he was probably like, you know, fuck all you. I'm gonna, I, I hate you. No one talks to me. And so we were just like fuck with him even more because of that.
1: Yeah, I think too a lot of the a lot of times if there is some altercations, well, in my experience at least, I can't speak for everybody. I feel like. <laughs> Foreign players sometimes you might butt heads with them before you butt heads with like you know what I'm saying one of the American players or someone. Yeah. Because a lot of times now I know nowadays at least you we've known each other for so long like before yeah. college. Stuff. I mean, granted, there's a few a few of them that I met when I got to college, but you've always even if we've never met before heard of them or you've seen them at the same tournament or something like that. So there's some sort of familiar, um, like you're familiar with the person some, uh, in some sort, of, you know what I'm saying? So with the foreign players, it's all new to them, whole new culture, whole new environment. New, you know what I'm saying? So like when I went to St. Pat's, um we had a teammate, whose name was uh, Joel. I forgot what country he was from. I don't want to say the wrong country, so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> not exactly what country was from, but he... When we used to mess with him a little bit he used to get mad a lot faster and like try to put us in place and like tell us to stop and stuff like that and then um even in college i had a couple foreign teammates you could just always tell they're always like a little more on edge compared to the other guys i mean respectfully so like because if it was the other way around i feel like if i was in a whole different country for four years everything was new it's like a new culture shock i'd probably walk around on edge too and wouldn't because at the same time who's to say they don't understand our jokes and they might think we're saying something bad about them or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it never, ever came like I said, but that's just from my experience. I've always noticed the foreign guys are literally a little more on edge in the, in the American setting, at least until they settle settle in and stuff like that. Obviously then everything becomes cool. But like those early stages when you're trying to figure each
0: other out, it could be a little, a little tug and pull, but it always ends up well. I do I that's probably the first time I've ever thought about that that you're sitting you imagine being an American sitting in a locker room with like a bunch of European guys and they're all talking about you in their language and like pointing and laughing and you're just like (laughs) are you fucking kidding me like that's that would piss me off too if you're just because you're not familiar with the language even though they're joking you don't really they don't really understand I mean, I can put myself in those situation. So I'm sorry, PJ Ramos, for ever fucking with you yeah. in the locker room. <laughs> so you're big in the fashion scene. Um, that is, first off, I love that because I think fashion is, and and basketball especially are so, you know, they're they're right there. Um, wh- because, you know, you're going through and being an overseas athlete, but you're still so relevant in the fashion game and you have you know, a lot of stylish uh, you know, things that you're doing. How do you kind of keep that going uh, within the fashion community? How do, you, how do you, is it just like keeping up with, with what, what to wear or are you trying to set trends?
1: I don't try to set any trends. Like I just try to be myself. Um, I think a, p- a large part of it is music too. Mm-hmm. um so like you said fashion and basketball bubble together i think music is right in that in that same bubble um just being on youtube watching music videos and then it's like my friends are into it too so and it's, it's crazy because i didn't really get into fashion until the pandemic like i've always liked to look presentable mm-hmm. but when i didn't really start <laughs> wanting to look like different or stand ish or like fly, I guess, if you will, until like the <laughs> pandemic happened. And, and I think it was just me just being home, just being on Instagram and just started coming across a lot of um, different like vlogs and just, I I really couldn't even tell you how it started. I just remember it was around that time. And then I just started trying to piece stuff together. Um, mm-hmm. and then like I said, my best friend is Devin Robinson. Um, He's he uh-huh. from Florida wizards for a little bit um he just got back from taiwan a few months ago he's heavy into fashion too you know what i'm saying so it's like i lean on him a lot when it comes to that i mean all my friends are into fashion for the most part but what i like about it is we're all we all have different tastes yeah so it's like we will throw around a bunch of like maybe if we see a garment we'll send it i'll send it to one friend see what he thinks about it they'll do the same to me um but depending on the garment i'll send it to a certain friend because i know what each person kind of likes like i have friends yeah. that are into the design and then i got friends that are more into thrift shopping, and vintage stuff like that um and then like now like my instagram is just like with the league fits page just like you just see clothes kind of everywhere now you know and then like i said with music music videos are like a prevalent thing again you know what i'm saying especially with tiktok and all that other stuff with the reels and stuff so it's just like Fashion is just everywhere at this point, you know, like even to the tunnel picks, to uh, NBA players doing their own vlogs and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. getting their own shoes, like not from what they're doing on the court, but just having different brand deals because they know how to dress and stuff like that. Like that's interests me. And it's just I feel like it's a cool way of expressing yourself. And I feel like there's still I feel like I have a long way to go when it comes to fashion. Like I and I give props to my friends. I still got friends that I think are way flyer to me you know? And I, it's like, I look for them in that sense that, like, I, I need to step it up a little bit, you know? But, I mean, I understand too, it takes time. You can't just try to go rush out there and just throw on anything, you know? And that's also, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't really post too much. Like, I post maybe, like, every two, three months. I'm way more active on my story than I am on my feet. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because, like I said, it's, it's like a product, because, you know, like, you got to pay clothes, are expensive, you got to pay for clothes, get the dry right and all that. And then it's like, I don't like certain things, so it's like, I may shop once a year, you know what I'm saying, twice a year, and so it's like, and then I'm not going out all the time, you know, so it's like, I mean, I'll, I'm real selective with what I wear and when I wear it, but um, over time, I want to get to a point where any given day I could throw in anything and make it look good, you know, Um, but until I get there, I'm gonna just do how I'm doing it right now, and then, like I said, I got friends that are heavy into that too, so it's like, y'all, When we talk, we'll talk basketball a little bit, but because like we've been in basketball for our whole lives, a lot of our conversations are about other things like tattoos, um, music, clothes, uh, what we want to do outside of basketball, things of that nature. So it's like, and then like I said, fashion is definitely probably the most we talk, like the most talked about topic between me and my friends.
0: I love the, the pandemic definitely, I think was huge in the fashion world because it gave people a lot of time to kind of sit back and like, see what other, I, I totally agree with you. You're in a, especially being a professional athlete, like you're constantly going. So having that time to just sit back and like, oh shit, this is, this is what's out there. Like if you look at
1: how I dressed in college compared to now, it's like night and day. In my opinion, and my, and two of my friends would say too, um, and then that's another thing, too. I've had friends that have been into fashion since we were like freshmen in college. And like my friend Dion, Dion Wiley, he went to Maryland with um, He's been up on sneakers since i met him. He's had every sneaker that dropped, he gets it before it drops. You could get it after it drops. And he'll always get it for the retail price, too. Like he was just always plugged in with that. So it's like mm-hmm. I've always paid attention to that. I've seen that, like, from a few months ago, I was doing some sneaker shopping, and I asked him like, what, 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 "What's hot right now? What should I get?" You know what I'm saying? I'll do I'll do stuff like that because um, I'm still learning too. And it's like, there's, I just pay attention to certain people on, on Instagram and how they throw stuff together, um, even to how they take their pictures and stuff like that. Like, it's just mm-hmm. interests me. You know, I just like fashion. I I eventually want to start my own brand and uh, wear my own stuff. Um, but until then, I'm going to just keep rocking the stuff I like. Like Hellstar is one of my favorite brands right now. No Noise, that's my uh my uh, brother D-Rob brand. The No Noise brand, I rock with that heavy. Um, what else? Santana Labs, uh, David Minor. I don't know, just like, and here's another thing too that just reminded me, the pandemic and how I got into it. I think that gave a lot of room for the... um. the homemade designers like the the up-and-coming brands to shine because now people, the stores are closed. You couldn't just always go in the store and and buy things. Now you had to look online and shop um, through Instagram or online, however you were shopping. Because I think Instagram added a feature where you could shop from Instagram now. So a lot of people, Um, So I feel like that was a good time just for designers period because now it was like everybody is on Instagram 24-7 why not start just doing clothes and putting everything out there? And I feel like a lot of people took off around that time just because you're just, just in front of your face. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think the entrepreneur, um explosion happened because of the pandemic because guys were sitting there people were sitting there working from home and they're like, I could probably do something else too. And it's like, it was a time for people to chase their dreams. And I think that's incredible that that fashion has kind of gotten that Influx in there, and trust me, if you ever Google me, you have to get through all the you know Kevin Owen's wrestler pictures, but there's some weird pictures of how I dressed <laughs> in college and high school and even like you know four years ago so yeah I definitely can can relate to you because I think my fashion is is an up and coming thing I'm also six ten I have a friend hear he's you know a big Hollywood writer and he the way he dresses, he, like, dresses completely Hollywood, like, rock and, like, the, everything's Gucci, but, like, you know, the full-on, like, outfit that I would be, like, I couldn't wear that. Like, I would just look ridiculous if I wore that, but he can pull it off, because he's just, you know, he has that style. Like, I don't have that yet where I can, like you are saying, like, where I can wear whatever I want. Like, I can't just go out of the house dressed however I want. I, people would, you know, be like, what is the fuck is wrong with you? But I think the having that fashion, Where you're, I'm kind of figuring out my style. I'm also 42 years old, so I can't really rock like too much. I have to, like, kind of, you know, I'm starting to push it back towards I can't be wearing, you know, things that 20 year olds wear because, you know, that's embarrassing (laughs) for me.
1: (laughs) You can pull it off. Yeah. That's another thing. I just started trying stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was like I would wear certain stuff to certain events just to, see what people's reaction would be, you know what I'm saying? Like, if my if my, one of my friends had, like, a pop-up shop, I would wear a certain type of pants just to see what, like, my, my initial, like, my peers that I've been around most of my life thought first, and then before, I would like, I would wear something there before I would wear it, in, like, to a night out or, like, in a club or something like that. Yeah. That, early on in the pandemic, I was just trying to test a lot of stuff just to see what my, my people thought about it. <laughs> you know? And then here's the thing too. It's like I respect what my friends wear, and they make it look good. But it's like I couldn't wear it. But then they couldn't wear what I wear either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, goes there's really only one one friend of mine that really kind of has like similar uh, taste and style. And he he doesn't hoop or not like that. But he's into basketball. Heavy. He's one of my friends. I call him. His nickname is Yah. I'll give him a quick shout out, but uh <laughs> by from that, like I said, all
0: my friends
1: got different styles, but they're all like respectable in their own way. If that makes sense.
0: I like that. I think everyone, you know, everyone needs to have, if everyone dressed the same, you all went out, like everyone's dressed exactly the same. I like having that individuality, like that style. Like, it's like anything else. Like, uh, you watch a show like Entourage. Everyone goes out, everyone has their style. And I like that. That's like, you know, having your own style individually. I'm going to show how, like, m- either how much or little I know about fashion with this question. Do you have a Pinterest account? I do, but not
1: for fashion. Oh, fuck. I have, <laughs> I have no- yeah, I look at tattoos from time to time, but like oh. I said, for um fashion, I just go straight on Instagram, Instagram yeah. or YouTube, vlog, uh, something like, 'cause all these athletes nowadays are rappers. They they record everything, so you can kind of just get an inside look on another person's thought process behind things. And it's not to like bite anybody's style or anything like that. It's just more so. What I like seeing what goes into how they choose what they choose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's what interests me. Cause I sometimes yeah. when I'm in my closet, I'm trying to figure out like what should I wear or how should I wear this? And then it's like I really just have to sit down and look in front of my closet. Like, all right, like it might take like me 30 minutes to not go And that's what I'm trying to say too. I want to get to a point where there's so much stuff in my closet that it doesn't even have to take me that long anymore. I could just Pick a piece out, throw some shoes on, and head out the door. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Fashion, like, it's just I don't know. It's just interesting. But the pin
0: to answer your question about the Pinterest, I have a Pinterest, but for tattoos though. I I have um, my Pinterest, and I'm like on it, and it's like it's tattoos, um, it's like fashion, and it's like weird, like weird, like whiskeys or something like that, or something you know odd like that but it's definitely tattoos are big and I feel like it's like inspiration as well like I've gone on Pinterest and been like how am I going to you know get this to look how am I going to get this to look what would I look like if I had this and I think those are it's a huge thing because I'm a big I love tattoos and I like if I just sat there and told the guy I don't know there's like a trust thing like if I understand they're artists but if I just went in they're like here's what I want just do it it's permanent. Like, I need to kind of go in with a game plan and a map it out. So, Pinterest definitely helps that. It's another thing, too. I feel like tattoos are
1: like part of fashion, too. I mean, like, yes and no, because you got guys like uh Shy uh, from OKC. Mm-hmm. I always mess with the last name, so I just call him Shy. But um he doesn't have tattoos, but he's one of the flyest dudes in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, now almost almost nine times out of ten, when I see when I'm looking at someone who's very fashionable, they have tattoos. So you got like Jordan Clarkson, um, Ubra, Kuzma. Um, I can't think of a rapper who doesn't have tattoos. So you could damn near name all of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and even the the, uh, the guys who started these brands, like I think his name is uh, Luigi, the dude who started Rue. Okay. He has, like, subtle tattoos going on him, you know what I'm saying, on his neck and stuff like that. So it's just, I have to feel like tattoos almost go hand-in-hand with fashion, too. There's there's plenty of dudes out there who don't have tattoos who still are very fly, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. for the most part, as far as what I'm seeing, a lot of dudes have tattoos. And then you got to think, too, most of my friends, we all have tattoos. Like my boy D-Rob with the No Noise brand, he has has plenty tattoos. Uh, my friend Yop, he got tattoos. I could the list could go on and on about me and my friends and tattoos. So it's I, I definitely like if someone were to argue that you have to have tattoos to be fly, I wouldn't be mad. But like I said, there's plenty of people without them that still do what they do. But also too, I think tattoos, it might just be a Hooper thing as well. Like I feel like if someone were just coming up strictly in fashion, like and didn't play basketball and they didn't have tattoos, it would be almost look like normal for them. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? And that's uh-huh. like a knock but in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I feel like in the basketball culture, it's like all right, everybody damn near has tattoos. And I know for me, Alan Iverson was my favorite player. So I uh, always knew I was gonna end up.
0: You know, yep. yeah.
1: But that's and, that's yeah. just my take.
0: Like I was the same way. I loved AI. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm right outside of Philadelphia. So like grew up with AI, love the tattoos. Like that was just, I love Dennis Rodman. Even though he played for the bulls, like I just liked how he played. And I liked his, like, he just had that style. He had that, like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to rock tattoos before anyone else. I'm going to dye my hair. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I liked that player because that's what I was. I didn't want to like follow the rules of like, hey, you just have to do this and be this. I'm like, no, I'm not a robot. I'm going to be me. And I think that's like so important. Like you're saying with style and individuality of an athlete, you you have to have that. And I think that's important because it defines you as not only an athlete, but a human being. Like you're not just a robot who goes out there. You are an individual. And that's a huge thing, Uh, especially, you know, as basketball is becoming this global brand. So I love that. Last question real quick, the Loop Mogul, you are now an ambassador and influencer on Loop Mogul. Uh, How cool is that? Are you excited to be part of this, you know, huge global metaverse? Uh,
1: Definitely, because I remember when it was, uh, when the metaverse and Web3 and all that, and and, um, NFTs was first coming about, Um, a good friend of mine from when I went to St. Pat's Uh, it was kind of like an og in my eyes he's a little older than me Uh, he was like a a coach's son he was just always around you know what i'm saying but um he's heavy into metaverse web3 all that so like when it was first coming out and i was hanging around him and stuff he would always talk about it but back then i was still kind of naive to it um and even now there's still so much for me to learn um But overall, I'm definitely excited just because I've heard so much about it leading up to now. Um, And then LG, one of my good friends from Maryland, he came to me with the opportunity. Um, Me and him chopped it up first for about an hour about it. And it just sounded like it was a solid move for me to make and get on board with him and vocal. Um, And then, like I said, there's still so much for me to learn, which I think is the exciting part. Like, like, there's a lot perks that could come with it down the line but i feel like actually learning about it and potentially treating it as like another skill set to better myself whether that be just having knowledge or just financially whatever the case may be i feel like that's the most exciting part about it because it's still so early so it's like it's the future is bright but it's not it's not like clear if that makes sense like yeah the end goal is definitely like it's it's bright and it's like, it's motivating, but because it's so early, <laughs> it's still kind of hard to navigate everything that could go wrong or like, you never like, it's just so early, you never really know what could happen. You Know what I'm saying? But yep. from what I've heard, I think things are going in
0: the right direction and I'm just happy to be on board as early as I am. Well, Jared, this has been awesome. You're a cool shit, dude. This is fun. I'm so happy you're part of Loop Mogul. I'm so happy you're you're continuing your career. uh, And this has been great. We're going to be rooting for you. And we wish you the best of luck. And we'll be talking to you. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Of course. Jared, thank you. This has been the Overseas Famous Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.